0: Welcome to the X-Men Roundtable, an amazing group of divorced men who show up each week to a candid and short discussion about life after divorce from our various and unique experiences. I'm Jason Blount. Thank you for joining me and my friends Peter Hobler, Dustin Drunn, Larry McGinnis, and Stuart Young. Here we walk shoulder to shoulder with other divorced dads simply trying to do one right thing after another as we share about relationships, fatherhood, ex-spouses, mindset, and much more. This is the X-Men Roundtable.
1: Hi guys, welcome back to this uh, X-Men Roundtable. Uh, We have today myself, Stuart Young, uh, Peter Hobler, and Larry McInnes, and we're going to be talking about emotions, give us a wave Larry. There we go. Uh, Emotions, the negative emotions mainly, um, what they mean and how we can actually use them to our benefit. Because uh, we try and suppress these kinds of emotions because they're unwanted, right? They don't make us feel good, so we don't want them. But actually, if we just learn to understand what they were trying to tell us, uh, we, we can actually get a lot of information from them. Um so I've got a a few uh, thoughts to uh, to start us off with if that's okay. Um and then we'll get on to uh, our our rain, te- our rain table. So emotions generally we we kind of look at as good or bad but they're actually neither. They are they're just feelings and it's how we interpret them and what they mean to us that actually determines whether they're a good one or a bad one. And I was thinking about this last night and I thought now, we all like the uh, feeling of euphoria, that, that great, and excited, wonderful feeling of just absolute joy. But if we were at a funeral, we wouldn't want that, that emotion right there and then. So that would become an unwanted emotion, even though it's something fabulous. Uh, and we can have the same kind of a, a feeling about a bad emotion. We can have that bad emotion and think, I don't want this, I don't want this, but we've got to listen to what it's trying to tell us. Um, so the the kind of keys to to the um, emotion, that the negative emotions that might come up with, um, anger, guilt, resentment, all those kinds of things, is really that whole Viktor Frankl thing of pausing, pausing for a moment before you act, so that you give yourself a chance to respond rather than react to it. You give yourself a chance to get your, your, your prefrontal cortex to d- let your conscious mind have a chance at responding before you, you know, say something or do something that you, you would later regret. Um, And the idea of pausing is to give yourself that awareness to identify what it is you're actually feeling. Because a lot of feelings can get all mixed up. You might be feeling that you're angry, but actually you might be afraid. Um, And and the same with lots of other emotions. Um, So the thing is about once you've got the awareness to identify what it might be, dig a little bit deeper to find out what might be at the root of that. Then ask, what's that message telling me? And then from there, we can, we can say to ourselves, right, what do I do from here? So for instance, just an exa- a quick example is we all feel overwhelmed a lot. We've got too many things to do. And overwhelm is a signal that actually we've just got too many plates spinning in the air. And we're trying to keep them all up at once, when actually what we need to do is prioritize. And priority lists usually start with one, and then another thing, and another thing. But the thing at the top is the most important thing. I know we've got to do a little bit of plate spinning, but when we've got 15 things we're trying to spin that's where overwhelm is we just can't handle it and then nothing gets done so the idea to deal with overwhelm is to go right I'm feeling that feeling it's overwhelm I'm obviously not prioritizing properly let me do that and that's where we can actually use it to our benefit so I'll pass it over to Larry what what would you say about that or well
2: how- uh you, you know when you were talking about um uh thinking uh, of one emotion when it's actually another w- one that that crossed my mind uh is fear uh, f- uh fear to to jump over to the other side or whatever but actually um i have found that fear and excitement are, are very similar feeling emotions um so I have found, yeah, yeah, take a step back. It's like, is it really fear or is this actually something I'm interested in doing? So, um, so yeah, th- so there's that take on, on that one. And uh, while I'm working on my next thought, I'll, I'll pass one, uh, this one over to uh, Peter.
3: Well, regarding overwhelm, one of my favorite definitions of overwhelm, Stu, is the combination of having so much to do, all the plate spinning, and fear fear that you won't get it all done, fear that you're Mm. going to fail, whatever, Mm. right? So um, when you can step out of the fear and prioritize, as you say, um, you can get out of the the fear-based overwhelm. But I also think it's important, you know, regarding emotions, the, the main underlying topic is negative emotions for today, right? So I think it's important to sort of get clear on what are some of those emotions. There's a really long list. It's probably endless, right? Because we all have it a little bit different. So in this realm of divorce where we're sort of focused a lot um when i look back at my divorce situation frustration anger regret resentment uh leading to worry stress anxiety were just huge right but then there's also such a huge sense of loss which can come in so many forwards loss of a sense of family which was once there to me that was one of the biggest ones but a loss of sense of identity of confidence, the fear of loss of financial support if the other spouse is bringing in the money or loss of finances, Um, you know, but bitterness, rejection. I mean, it goes on and on and on, right? So for me, and we were actually talking about this before we started our, our round table today, most of the, as I call them, the dark emotions, I feel an energetic or emotional drain. It's like sucking the life out of me, Right. Whereas anger, on the other hand, and maybe resentment, which is very similar, uh, is a spike in adrenaline. So that that feeling is sort of opposite. But more often than not, there's that drain. And I'll always remember realizing that I had been reacting to my ex so much. And sometimes I instigated by getting angry at something she said or, or done. And I came to a point where I realized in those moments, I did not want to feel sad or remorseful or regretful or anxious or worried that I wouldn't get to see my daughter when I was supposed to, you know, whatever it might have been. Or if I was starting to feel really angry, I almost always had reacted all my life to my anger, never did any good when I look back on it. Second, I got angry. I lost control of myself, of the interaction, and I never would get what I want especially from the X. So to your point, Stu, they are feelings, but what we choose, decide to do with those feelings is the key, right? To make it more beneficial. So I think it's really important for people to hone in on their, their why. What is it you want? If you're going through divorce, like we've we've all been there, what is it you want for your kids? Which for me, you know, my young child was three at the time, and it was a much bigger, bigger reason. She gave me a reason that was bigger than me. It was much more important than me. And that's what guided me to figure out the how, how to remain calm, how to not react, how to get out of sadness, remorse, regret, whatever it was. And yeah. I'll hand it, hand it back to one of you guys. Yeah, Larry, carry on.
2: Oh, yeah. Uh, so, we, you know, we're, we're talking about the the problem the problem of uh negative emotion and i think we'd be remiss without talking about the solution um and again going back to our little discussion before we came live here uh uh, gratitude seems to be the antidote Um, as our pal tony robbins says uh, uh, gratitude and uh, negativity can't can't side-by-side and so yeah have have a a a grateful uh mindset but how do you do that you know where the nuts and bolts behind that uh pretend you know find something to find something you like or you're happy that you're you're healthy and be grateful for that it's a silly as that is, but I think there's a strong psychological, uh, uh, uh component, uh, to that. Um, and just, pra- you know, pretend and practice until it becomes a real thing, uh, a real and authentic mm. thing.
1: That's actually, I think what you've hit upon there is actually something you've reminded me about, um, I can't remember what the word is, the term is now, but it's basically g- getting ahead to a an event that might happen. So you might fall mm. out with your missus as your ex, rather, in British term, um, <laughs> when you're picking up your child or dropping your child off, and you can you can imagine that's going to happen, right? Because it's probably already happened. And then while you're in that imagination, if, think about being angry at something, and then decide how you're going to deal with it ahead of time. Yeah. Here you are sitting, imagining it. You've got the wherewithal. You've got the consciousness to actually go, right, what I'll do is I'll, I, I won't say that. And what I'll do is I'll take a step back or whatever it is that you decide so that when it actually happens, you've already got a plan of how to deal with it. It doesn't catch you by surprise. Um, and, yeah, so I think you you actually hinting upon that with your with your just pretending bit.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah,
1: and, I think that's powerful. Yep.
3: And to your point of gratitude, gratitude and fear cannot coexist. That's something I coach people on. And love and fear cannot coexist. Faith and fear cannot coexist. So getting clear on your why, for me, my child, my then three-year-old child, my daughter, that gave me the reason why in the moment, if I started feeling drained, because once again, you know, the ex is refusing to talk about schedules or whatever it was, um, Well, first I get angry, then I get sad and feel completely drained. And I realize in that moment, you know what? I do not want to feel this way because it's not going to help me create what I want to create for my daughter, which was an environment of divorce where she could thrive. And when I get angry at the ex, get, get down and depressed, worried, anxious, I was not in a good spot to be able to create an environment where she could thrive. So I realized, okay, I do not want to feel this way. How do I want to feel? And then that would allow me to shift into a state of gratitude. And I'd start with something small. Might have been, I am grateful to be here today. I'm grateful for the beautiful day, for the trees, the wind, the breeze, the sunshine. If it's raining, the rain. I'm grateful for my daughter. You know, whatever. It was. And that really made such a difference for me, because then I could shift to the bigger things to be grateful for, which eventually led me to realize I could also be grateful for the negative interactions with the ex, because I knew I was going to learn a tremendous lesson. Hmm. And I shared with you guys a little while ago, the two biggest things I am most grateful for from having gone through my divorce or number one, my daughter, number two, everything I learned the hard way. Because if it hadn't been for those challenges leading to the ultimate lessons, a lot of which came from hindsight, reflection, and shifting my perspective, those are the things that have led me to who I am today. So I'm very grateful for
1: those things. Yeah. I think uh, we, we were saying before about how guys might, if they're in the midst of the turmoil of, of the whole divorce situation, they might be struggling to they, they can understand the whole gratitude thing, but grasping it and ha- having the actual feeling might be incredibly difficult in this stage. And, uh, uh, and it's like you don't have to try and force yourself to be grat- to be grateful. We're all sitting here and we can reflect with gratitude on those moments that we had. I mean, like properly grateful, not just like resentingly grateful. I'm glad she's not here anymore, Mm. which isn't really gratitude, right? Right. I'm literally grateful to my ex. I will literally hug my ex and say, thanks, because I'm properly grateful. She's had a much better life because we've been apart. She got remarried and everything, and I've had a much better life. Why wouldn't we be grateful? But when you're in the midst of it, it's very difficult. One of the, uh, the bits of psychology I've just been uh, reminded about by you guys talking there was about um distancing yourself from the emotion by just naming it by just saying i am uh, instead of saying um i I'm, I'm angry you can say i'm feeling angry uh, that's just taking you yeah, one step away from it because now it's not you you're an, you're an observer of it it's still of course it is still you but, but you're mm-hmm. observing it and when you say i am feeling angry already in that very moment you've just become aware and that's that very first step that we talked about before. When, once you become aware of it, you've given yourself that moment to pause, you can start to identify what it is. Mm-hmm. And another way, is actually the, the base thing we've spoken about in other roundtables is there's only really two emotions, and that is love mm-hmm. and fear. All, all, all of the myriad differences really kind of mold down to those. Mm-hmm. So if you're struggling to identify what you're feeling because there's so much going on, ask yourself, what is it that I'm afraid of right now? And I'm not talking about... You're in a bar room and you're going to be afraid of somebody uh, or something like that. It's not that kind of fear. It's like, am I afraid that I'm going to lose my my access to my child? Am I afraid I'm going to lose the home that I need to, so that my child's got somewhere to come? Am I afraid I'm going to use, lose my job? What am I afraid of in this moment? And that might help you identify what that feeling is.
3: I think that's great. And uh, we did a start getting close to, to wrapping up here. Um, mm. But a topic we might want to consider, too, maybe for next time, is really get into the how to use these emotions for your benefit. Mm. Whether it's how to shift into gratitude, whatever else, there might be some other options. Mm -hmm. Um, Absolutely. But uh, no, I I think this is really important for people to understand. there There are absolutely things you can do to sort of reshift the negative emotions. Look at them from a little bit of a distance. I am feeling angry. I think that was great. So I'll turn it back over to you, Stu, to wrap up.
1: Yeah, that's it. I mean, we we could, again, we could just sit here talking for hours about this kind of stuff, right? Um, <laughs> we, we've barely scratched the surface of it. But hopefully, if there is anyone listening and watching this, hopefully there's a little hint there of how to deal with it. And um, an important thing is to feel those feelings. Not react to them, but feel them because they all they're, they're all necessary. They're all telling us something. So don't try and suppress them or push them away, even when they're unwanted. Just feel them. Yeah.
3: And then I'm just going to quickly add, let's take anger for an example. That was one of my biggest challenges, not just for me, but dealing with the anger from the ex. Um, There's different ways of communicating whatever your emotion is. Mm. So anger, you can react to your anger, which is probably not going to get what you want. Or you can simply say, you know what? I am so angry right now. I need to take a break. Let's revisit this tomorrow when I've calmed down. Mm.
2: Angry and mindful at the same time. Yes. And it yeah. is possible.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there we go. So I think that is uh, wrapped up perfectly. And uh, we'll catch you uh, on the next one. So see you, Peter. See you, Larry. And from me, Stuart. It's see All you right. next time. See hey, you, Larry. Thanks, Stu, for leading us. No Bye. worries.
0: Well, I'd say that's a wrap. We hope that our time together inspired you, lifted you up, and given you hope. We all know how difficult divorce is, and so we believe it's important to share these things and let you know that you're not alone. As a man, as a father, as a human being, it matters how you show up in this world. So hang in there. Now, if you like what you got out of this episode, please be sure and hit the subscribe button below and leave us a comment or review. Oh, and please be sure to recommend it to a friend as well. Now, for more information about this episode and about us, X-Men, simply check out the episode description. If there's a topic you'd like us to cover or just want to drop us a comment or a question, you can reach us at the thexmenroundtable at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you, and we'll support you in any way that we can. Now, until next week, friends, this has been the X-Men Roundtable.